Well, everybody said about the bird. Grown men watch this shit. A podcast about indie wrestling. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, wanted to let you know that we have the three amigos back together again. Yes, myself, Chris. We've got the the Mister Punderful himself, uh, Mister James Vanderbeek, Jeremy, and we have Me. the always delightful John Craft, our, our roaming Mexican reporter who is not actually Mexican but often goes to Mexican shows. Welcome to the show, friends. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to be back, Reunited and it feels so good. So Wait, what's good. the show and called? What Chris? is this show? What is the show that we're all welcome to? Grown men watch this shit. This caca, this excrement. This we do. Yes. We do. Indeed we do. Yep, yep, yep. And uh today so, hey. we have we have all the things to talk about. It's it's quite the, the topical episode. That's why we, we decided to reunite the three amigos and, and really get going with it. But uh what what do you got? What do you got, Jeremy? Well, before we get started, uh everyone who was in our show in the past have known when or knows that sometimes Chris has to have a bathroom break or I myself. You know, occasionally things happen where I'll start rambling about things in my closet. Uh but today I have a special surprise. My girlfriend, Alicia, or my lady friend, who I said the girlfriend word, uh, my lady friend, Alicia. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Just, I like to say lady. Go, James. But anyway, uh, she got me some like WWE uh, trading cards. They're like old school top style. They look like uh, nice. old school 1987 style cards. And I thought it'd be fun to open them up on air and tell you who I got. So I mean, you guys ever collect these type of cards back in the day? Yeah, yeah. So you mean like like Seth Rollins with seventies basketball shorts, right? <laughs> and mustaches. No, no, no. Actually, what I mean is they're like uh, regular old school trading cards, like the baseball style ones, but they're wrestling. Okay. So are I they got, like uh, the sweet limited edition ones that we got for Bowler Weekend at PWG? Very similar. Oh. They might even be a little bit higher quality because they're a little bit thicker. Oh, I don't the believe cards. that. These were of the top quality, oh. my friend. I don't mean as far as the artwork, but as far as the actual <laughs> cardstock itself. Okay. <laughs> so we have two different, two different runs of the card here. We got 2017 and 2018. I'm just getting them all open so I can just run through them all at once. Um, but yeah, those bold ones are fucking dope, dude. Those are really super cool. All right, let's see what we got. Woo. So uh, I got I got Rusev, so it's Rusev Day up in this bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? To be honest with you, I think they're what they're doing with Rusev right now, kind of give him a little bit of push. Uh, still co- comedy. What do you think about Rusev in a comedy role, guys? You like it or no? I have not watched WWE in full for a long time because this is an I indie still... wrestling show, my friend. I think Rusev can do the comedy well, like last time I checked a year ago, but I still miss Rusev in a tank where he was unbeaten. So oh, Rusev in Tank very, is definitely uh, the best Rusev. But I wouldn't know because I haven't watched. Uh, <laughs> all right, well I'll, I'll just go through the cards and you guys give me a yay or nay what you guys think of these guys. So we got right. El Idolo Andrade Cien Almas, and yay. you know El Sombra, yay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. He, he's gonna have a breakout year, I think. 
They they really messed him up for a while. He's got a name. He had one you of the I best got, NXT got... matches I've ever seen in my life against um was it the Gargano one? No, yeah. not Tommy Gargano. End. Johnny Gargano actually. Yeah, or it was uh, Tommy End and Almas. I can't remember, but that one that everyone raved about was real good. Yeah, uh, Gargano and CN. Yeah. So yeah, I got a Gargano, and then I got a duplicate of fucking Rusev. So it's Rusev Day twice. I got duplicates of Carl Anderson. Oh man, this is some bullshit. What a cheap ass packs. We got <laughs> gold dust up in this bitch. Ooh, yay, yay, definitely yay for gold dust. And this is this is quite timely. I heard that there was some some scuttlebutt, if you will, about uh, gold dust or, or Dustin Rhodes perhaps joining the All Elite Land with uh, his little brother. Maybe a, a last run of Dustin Rhodes. I'd be very excited for that, and I'm sure he would be a fantastic road agent for them as well. Agreed on both points. Mm. So we got duplicates of Carl Anderson. I'm sure we both like, or all three of us like Carl, right? Right? Come on. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard, a good guy. Hard not to like utilized. Great. I, I definitely enjoyed his uh, his New Japan exploits uh, far more than his uh, more recent run, especially his like sweet singles run where he had like those great matches with Tanahashi in the main event. Uh, but I don't know. It'd be pretty sweet if we finally saw a return to New Japan of Carl Anderson. I'd be all in for that. You think that's the, where the direction's going with those guys? Because it does seem like uh, they gave him a TV show. It's got a new season. It's basically Matthews Botchamania, uh, which is lame, but hey, whatever. Do you think the, you think Carl Anderson's going to take his leave of the WWE when given the opportunity? Uh, probably not. I imagine he's probably going to stay yeah. there and <laughs> earn those big bucks. But, you know, a man can dream. Agreed. Uh, then we got Drew Gulak. I got a Mr. Gulak. Oh, yay. All of the yay. I'm, I'm a big, yes. passionate supporter of Drew Gulak. As I mentioned on our last episode, I was such a fan of that awesome, awesome run that he had in Evolve when it was just the Rad Wrestling Company. Great stuff. Yeah, I really like that he continued his uh, campaigning kind of shtick. Yeah, agreed 100%. Uh, then I got, of course, fan favorite Nikki Bella. Let's move on. Uh, we Nay. got Xavier Woods. <laughs> Xavier Woods. Nay. The last not a big are... fan. Yeah. Oh. oh, harsh. Great personality. He's a better personality than he is a wrestler. I the rest of are all either. legends. <laughs> <laughs> I find him obnoxious, thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, the rest of them are all legends, so if you, you talk shit, you're probably going to get stabbed. We got Dusty Rhodes, oh, aforementioned, all of the father yay. of the previous. Yes. Uh, we got one Jake the Snake Roberts. All of the uh, yay, so also. Also, good memories world. from Beyond the Map. This one is probably going to get Great. mixed feelings about uh, the ultimate warrior. <laughs> I will just leave that. Mixed thoughts, but uh, eventually, uh, ultimately, yay from me. I'm as far as career, yes, I, I enjoy what the ultimate warrior was. As a guy, he's a piece of shit, uh, or was, I guess. Uh, we got Sergeant Slaughter. Yay! 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 I uh, funny you mentioned Harry Sergeant Bubbles. Slaughter. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was Please, just listening up. to a, a podcast that I highly uh, recommend. Have you heard of Between the Sheets? I have heard of it. Yeah. I haven't heard it, but I've heard. So of. it's a podcast with like uh, David Bixenspan, aka David Kaleidoscope, for all of our MLW Conanisms fans from back in the day. Um, but uh, and uh, a couple of other dudes. This one had Mike Sempervivi on, and they basically go through a week in the Wrestling Observer history 
of you know forever ago. So this one I listened to was in, uh, in December of 1984, and one of the main uh, things in it was Sergeant Slaughter leaving the WWF, and a lot of people forget how much of a fucking big time star Sergeant Slaughter was back then, like rivaling Hulk Hogan. Like, he had that whole patriotism thing before it was really that even associated with Hulk Hogan. He basically got fucked on a lot of royalties, and then when he left, he was, like, huge star. Which I think a lot of people look back and only remember the Sergeant Slaughter of, you know, late Attitude Era kind of fame, that kind of time. But dude was yeah. awesome. Also, his, like, matches in NWA and Crockett uh, with um, Don Canodal against uh, Ricky Steamboat and uh, Jay Youngblood. Like, fucking great matches. So good. And obviously, he, he was such a good as the baby-faced patriot, but personally, I loved when they turned him heel. I hated him so much as a kid because he oh, just go it was one of those situations where... Yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a situation where the guy was the ultimate good guy, and they made it do this. Honestly, I always felt like Hulk, you know, kind of pressured them into changing him over. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he was this great, terrible bad guy with fucking the chic... Oh, also, I wanted to give shout-outs. I discovered recently his fucking amazing uh, boot camp matches, uh, both the one with Pat Patterson and the one with Iron Sheik. And they are two of the most amazing just fucking bloody brawl matches in, like, WWF history from back in that era, like the early 80s. You didn't see anything else like it. He, he is so then great. Then even panned out to be, you know, an actual G.I. Joe action figure. So cross... cross uh, platform star of the, the sergeant slaughter mm -hmm. uh i mentioned terry runnels and uh, not really a big deal there but terry runnels one oh yeah yeah terry yeah. runnels I was, I was mixing up um other people yes. but yep i remember her and i remember having a many yeah, uh, no. many a teenage boner <laughs> to terry runnels yeah that <laughs> that uh gold dust and her photo shoot where they're both half naked painted in gold pretty mm. good pretty good mm -hmm. uh last one actually kind of rolls into a good story we could talk about is fit finley um tremendous All awesome of one of those guys when you first see him you're like well this guy just comes off as legit this is not a fucking bullshit guy he's just a badass brawler so oh yeah the belfast good. brawler and his, and his son Ah, making his way into ROH in Lifeblood, this big, kind of like a ragtag menagerie of wrestlers. Great word. All Great word. Ten, ten points for a Latino right there. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so we got, uh, yeah, the, the Lifeblood group. Uh, we got Tennille, uh, the former Emma. We got uh, the leader, Juice Robinson. Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, Bandito, close personal friend of John Kraft. Uh, Indeed. The other guys were Mar Mark Haskins and who's escaping me? Who's the last one, damn it? Uh, oh, yeah, the one we are, the reference I thought I already mentioned him. David Finley. David Finley's in yeah. this group. So it's like a big, such a weird group. I like this statement. I think it's really know, it's cool. Kind of like, it's a great idea, yeah. um, you know, really timely, obviously, with the, the elite crew departing and they need to build new stuff. Very much reminds me of uh, last time, like, ROH really lost all their big-time stars to, to TNA when, uh, you know, Daniels and, and Loki and AJ and everybody left. And they came up yep. with this fun new stable called Generation Next. Um, that was it, right? Yeah, 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 was, yeah. Uh, Jack yeah. Evans, Roderick uh, Strong, Alex Shelley, Alex Shelley. 
and Austin Aries, yeah. And uh, I think those guys went on to do some some pretty cool things in the the wrestling, might I say. So I'm all for this. I think pretty much everyone in the the group, I'm I'm very enthusiastic about. Maybe maybe a little bit uh, less so with with Tennille, but hey, she may win me over. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, all the rest of it, there's so much uh, talent, and, and the most the best part is like so much room for for exciting progression. Like they're all like super talented guys with so much upside to where I just I can't wait to see where where all of them go. Really, um, it's almost like the only negative potentially is maybe like if you're putting all those guys together, is that preventing the opportunity of of seeing them work one another? Because I could see like no, so many great matches between TV. that. They've already done so on TV. There, I oh. guess Haskins and Bandito, or, or two of the guys, already have wrestled each other. That's why I thought it was amazing. Cool. They're bringing honor back to ROH so much so that they're you know just doing honorable matches. They're facing each other. Just you know, I think that's a really interesting concept. Right. I mean, I haven't I haven't seen the episode where it happens yet with the the actual debut segment. Um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, uh, thoughts, thoughts, John. Uh, Tracy Williams just signed a Ring of Honor. Is that right? He signed something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, signed yeah, late last year, game. I think. I love Tracy Williams. He had an awesome, awesome match on the latest episode of ROH TV that everyone should check out. Uh, Tracy Williams and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, oh, that was real good. Yeah, you're so right. So great. Yeah, love me some Tracy Williams. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you never showed up uh, WrestleMania weekend at all. I was, I was really wrestling. Sorry, we're losing you. Yeah, we're okay, losing you. John. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, Tracy Williams had a great showing at Evolve WrestleMania weekend. He got the absolute shit beat out of him, but put forth quite the effort. Nice. I watched, um, I have the, the uh, powerbomb.tv that is now the independentwrestling.tv. And I uh, watched me a, a little, I think, Beyond Wrestling's most recent show. And it had the independent wrestling title uh, that, that Tracy Williams has like forever. And he had a fantastic match with, of all people, uh, freshly squeezed, Mr. Freshly Orange Squeezed Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. Yeah, so much fun. Just oh. like such a hard-nosed wrestler, wrestler like Tracy Williams versus a guy that a lot of people kind of just think of as a comedy guy in Orange Cassidy, but this meshed in all the right ways, and uh, yeah, Orange Cassidy got the upset win and is now the independent wrestling champion. So Yeah, yeah. that was awesome. I heard about that. Brooklyn. And also, that GCW show we both watched recently, there was a great Tracy Williams match oh, on that yeah. show as well. against Tony Deppin. That was like possibly yeah. match of the show. You know, I thought it was going to be match of the show before we got fucking PCL and Masato Tanaka and that craziness with Chris Dickinson and uh, Nick Gage, baby. Yeah, Dickinson was so funny. He's like, I'd never do this for anybody, but this motherfucker right here. Like, hell yeah, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> but so yeah, dude, Tracy Williams has always been under real. Like, he's he's always kind of been in a group with mm-hmm. other really good wrestlers. And he was almost like in the shadow. He was almost like in the yeah. shadow of, um, of who we said just before in Evolve. In Gulak. The, yeah, of, of Gulak in Evolve in their uh, catch point. Catch point, catch man. Point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then ever since Gulak left, uh, Williams has just been getting better and better. And as soon as I saw him signed to ROH, I was like, this is a guy that's really just going to break out. And all of these guys, I think it's a really cool thing, and it'll be very interesting to see uh, how it goes into the future. Especially Juice. 
And you know, I, I don't know if you guys knew, but I used to, when I first saw Juice in New Japan, it's like, who's this NXT reject? You know, this is lame. Uh, my cousin Ben was the same way. It's like, who's this guy stinking up the card? Maybe a little bit mean for a guy that's like just gotten there. Uh, but then, like, he won me over something fierce, hey. Like, the last couple of years, Juice has just been lighting it up. Like, that that New Japan show last year in um, in Frisco, uh, uh, where it was Juice and uh, Jay White. That was, like, one of my favorite New Japan matches of the year. Like, really. So, I love me some Juice at the moment. The, the flamboyant Dude. Juice Robinson. And his promo game is fucking top-notch. Like, so realistic oh, yeah. and, like, straight fired like wrestling promos and it's kind of crazy that it's almost lost on the new japan audience because they don't realize like how fucking great it is but ah man you know what you know what those promos remind me of it's like the only thing that gives me the same vibe of watching like uh mid 80s crockett where it's like you know tony shivani just put the the mic up to the dudes uh after he's had his match and then just gonna you know it's not scripted it's just whatever's going off the top of his mind and he's just a fiery young baby face. Like, it's exactly like that in all the right ways. I, I love it. Such a good throwback. Agreed. All right. Uh, anything else on, on uh, the this this faction? Are we moving on to our next point? Yeah, we can go to life, but pretty much uh, pretty exciting. Uh, honestly, like I said, a weird group of people to all have in one group. But, hey, that's kind of what makes wrestling interesting. See where it's going. Hmm. Eclectic. Eclectic. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, all right. So next point I wanted to bring up, potentially a item of controversy here. Hmm. <laughs> yes. So mm. I noticed on the Twitter the last couple of days a, a bit of a, a, a talk or a, a, a issue being brought up of um, wrestlers being bullied by the, the people of Twitter. Specifically, the the wrestlers who uh, really fuck up their opponents because maybe they're not very good wrestlers. I don't know. So maybe bringing up examples like Anaya Jax or uh, Brie Bella, um, and them just being skewered on Twitter, and then it causing them to to fall into a, a terrible depression. Um, I I don't know, but to me, wrestlers should be above. Um, you know, mean words from fans on internet, internet places. Like it, it seems like something that they shouldn't be concerned about. I don't know. What, what are you guys' take? Uh, we have rambled on John. We'll let you have the first go. What, what's your feelings? Uh, you know, I mean, you gotta think about it like this, like for example, Nia Jax, you gotta build new stars Sometimes they push them into the spotlight too quickly. Sometimes they fuck shit up. And in this day and age, like people are going to rip you alive. But I think that's more on like the crowd. I mean, let, let's be real. Like think of the people that are sitting on their keyboards typing this shit. Like what the, what the hell do they know? Like here's my hot take, the hot take, hot take. Uh, oh, I like it. Honestly, I think it's fucked up that people bully these motherfuckers. I think that anybody who reads all that shit, especially from the volume that they received is Definitely going to be susceptible no matter how strong you are. But here's the thing. Don't read your fucking mentions. Who cares? You'll it's avoid true. the compliments. Sure. But avoid all the, there's nothing can come 
it's just flagellation as a celebrity, just reading your mentions like, oh, it's just somebody telling me how awesome I am or telling me how terrible I am. So it's like either way, it's on unhealthy. Twitter of someone Googling themselves, you know, you're not going to find some good yeah. stuff in there. So I, I, I don't see why they do it, especially if they realize they're having troubles with it. Just I'm, there's plenty of celebrities. People just don't read their mentions. They just will go by DM or, uh, you know, people who there's a, when you're having an account that is verified there's a separate even column for just verified accounts so you don't have to worry about all these fucking commenters talking bullshit to you mm. you know the underlings can go away at that point but yeah i just i personally being someone who deals with depression if somebody was berating me every fucking day of my life it would get to me um, but just don't look there's that option just don't look. Yeah, it's kind of it's kinda like when Chris's girlfriend Courtney like rips on our podcast on the Facebook comments. <laughs> by minute, like I'm at minute fifteen. You guys are boring as fuck. I'm at minute thirteen. You're talking about a match I didn't like. Like you know, I mean, you know, at some point it's gonna wear you down, right? Yeah, like, that's that emotional bullying. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> hey, Courtney, what's up? Hey, uh, that's fun. That's yeah, fun. man. Don't kill me, please. Uh, <laughs> Love you. Oh, speaking of Twitter, by the way, do you see Finn Balor ripping my shit off, dudes? Yeah. Wow. So, so you came up with a sweet uh, Vince McMahon Finn Balor hybrid, and uh, yeah. you, you know, as as awesome as it was, uh, Mister Finn actually made it his um his cover photo on the Instagram, but yeah, no credit. What? Yep. Yep. Yep, yeah, it happens. Whatever, I'm over it now. <laughs> and and you know the Finn Finn shares quite a bit of of uh, fan art I've seen on his his Instagram as well. So it's not like he would be outside the realm of knowing that artists rely on uh, on on this credit. You know, if if he gives you a shout out, that's like a, a whole bunch of exposure for hard work that you've done. Sweet new followers that you could get. You're not going to get him if he doesn't tag you. Come on, yep. Finn. What Somebody you doing? Somebody likes you got. You lost a fan. I'll tell you that. Much. <laughs> that being said, like photographers, that uh, when they're they're not tagged, sometimes in their photography or their their watermark is is cropped out, and then they like do a whole song and dance about it. I I can sometimes get on the side of oh come on, dude. Like yeah, you know this shit happens, but uh, I don't know. It's a it's a weird thing. Yeah, I just was hamming it up because it's fun. Uh, yeah. And I, I wouldn't think he'd be malicious because the way that the the service works on Instagram is it, it makes your picture a circle. So it does. I always it's a bit of an auto crop. Yeah, I put my watermark down there in the corner because I'm like more like signing it. I'm not actually trying to make it so people can't <laughs> steal my shit. You know what you should do? You should really well, get one of those tasteful watermarks that just goes over the entire center of the image. I love those. Fuck that yeah disrupt the whole thing that people are trying to look at that's so fun <laughs> the worst is when people like crop over my watermark and then also add the joke on top of the image like the, the one i did was ravishing rick moranis like they just would actually just put the picture of put ravishing rick moranis on it like people can't figure it out by just looking at the motherfucker <laughs> fuck Fuck. Anyway. Yeah, I did just want to uh, lastly touch up on that last point. I did have a quote. I yeah. got a quote here. Yeah. It wasn't the thing in and of itself of, you know, I, I don't like bullying. Bullying's no good. Uh, I don't want to ever defend bullying. However, to me, if you have like a 
you know, the degenerates of the internet wrestling fandom world that are that are saying the things that the in that these degenerates say. Like, why are you going to get fucking offended by that? Um, but this this quote is is kind of what more bothered me. Uh, so this was Brie Bella. Now Brie fucked up Liv Morgan by kicking her really hard in the face when she came back from an injury, I believe, and was a bit uh, overzealous in the ring. Um, and uh, then, yeah, everyone sort of got onto her because, I mean, she kicked her really hard in the face. Uh, but yeah. that being said, uh, I got this quote today in uh, in the Observer from from what uh, Bree said in in response to this, in response to the the, the bullying that she's received uh, post yeah. this, and and she said, um, "Here we go. Um, everyone's going like because she's talking about how on the the total ballers, uh, like they're they're going to see the real side of it, you know, the real caring person that she is, and blah blah blah. Everyone's going to see backstage." Even how Liv and I were with each other. Out in the WWE ring, we have to play so much. Bad guy, good guy. Don't talk to your competitors, but backstage you'll see that we're all really close and it affects us. We never want to go out there and hurt each other, so when it happens, it's emotional. But people are going to hear my side of the story and my voice and and how it's about damn time that trolls stopped going on the internet and bullying everyone. Excuse me, but fucking... (laughs) You know, a guy like a Jim Cornette uh, often gets buried in today's uh, wrestling climate. But there are there are occasions when his side of things, to me, it's like, isn't this fucking wrestling? You know, what would Harley Race yeah. think of this? What would a Dick Murdoch think of this? What would Dusty Rhodes do back in the day if some fan uh, gave him shit because he accidentally potatoed, uh, you know, the dude he's working? You know, or I imagine think... fucking Sammy Callahan. He's like. Hey guys, sorry, I fucking hit Eddie, Eddie Edwards in the face with that bat, you know. Uh, exactly. It was pretty fucked up. Exactly. Like, Sammy Callahan is exactly how you should react to this, you know? Fucking own it and, like, work that. Uh, this this bullshit. Yeah. Guys, it's fake. It Backstage, we're That's best cool. friends. Fuck you. <laughs> that's the that's the bad side about them having the show, <laughs> the fucking backstage kayfabe breaking bullshit. Actually, kayfabe kayfabe breaking bullshit. Yeah. They even gimmick the fucking non gimmick shit. Because we all uh, know that real reality television is in no way scripted, right? Hundred percent shoot. Yeah. Oh, so dumb. <laughs> yeah, and also, you know what? You know what happens when you tell people to stop bullying you because it's mean? Uh, they always <laughs> stop bullying you. They yeah. they hear that and they're like, I'm gonna. She sounds like she's upset. I should probably knock that off. You know yeah, what? That's she's got a reaction. point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. All I right. mean, the, the totally comes in 20-fold when you tell people to knock it off. It's that's the classic true. heel bit. When they come out to the fucking ring, they're like, if you guys don't shut up, I'm going to leave. And so people <laughs> start yelling as loud as fuck. So the guy will leave. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Fuck me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that just sort of stuck in my craw a little bit. So I wanted to make sure we addressed it. Um, but let's sure. let's get on to talk about some actual indie wrestling. I believe that's what this podcast is all about. Sure, sure. Do you want to go with me or John first? Well, I uh, think we'll go with. Oh, beep, 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 beep. Oh, whoa, whoa, oh, 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 shit, shit. We we have a, a intermission going. Intermission. Interruption in the transmission, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> anyway, it's David Arquette Watch 2019. Yeah, Woo! all right. 
Now, uh, this last week, we had uh, David go up to wrestle for uh, Eric Cannon's promotion, which is doing fucking great. Uh, Eric Cannon uh, has been like an awesome dude. When I actually met him in person, great guy. I, uh, I may have uh, shared a couple of PBRs with him. But yeah, first wrestling up in uh, the, the Minneapolis, Minnesota area, all uh, AWA territory. And they had their Wrestlepalooza uh, show. Bit of a throwback to ECW right there, which I thought was quite fun. Uh, for which they brought out Great Sasuke as well as David Arquette. What a fabulous combination right there. Now, I was... Guys, I, uh, go on, go please. You know, you know how we've always mentioned uh, Denver's Lucha Libre and Laughs, and, and I'm friends with the guy Nick. Mm-hmm. talked about having him on. Indeed. Uh, the night before, we actually had my birthday party at Lucha Libre and Laughs. Had all my friends out. got a reserve section. Long story short, uh, it was great. Nick asked every single worker to tumble into my section. They normally only do that for the main event. Uh, work their way into the crowd and every for my birthday present he instructed every match to demolish one of the chairs in my section well the next morning at 7 a.m he and uh darren corbin and a few other people uh that were actually on that card flew out for it and my buddy nick got to ref one of the matches and during it he injured his shoulder by throwing himself to the mat too hard and re-injured his shoulder and had to give up roughing the main event with Great Sasuke. Oh my gosh. And uh, he took a couple points, uh, a couple quick anecdotes about that. Ooh. David Arquette had uh, popped his head. Basically, he was standing behind the curtain watching the match because he is a fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, a, a nice girl asked him if, if he wouldn't mind taking a picture uh, with her. And so he popped out and took a picture, you know, because he's, he's a wrestling guy, right? Like, he, he, he's loving it. And uh, as soon as that happened, he got swarmed, and uh, Nick basically had to oh, send no. uh, another another wrestler over there to be like, "Hey, uh, David, get get backstage. Like, it's okay. We need you back there real quick. Can you come back?" Uh, David was apparently very very gracious, but uh, had not quite been used to handling something like being a wrestling uh, superstar on the ground floor right outside a curtain. Fucking yeah. disrupting the show. Yeah, taken away yeah, from the main event. The Shit. The main event. Uh, and then Nick was asked to walk. Uh, uh, I don't remember the other wrestler, but uh, Sasuke and another wrestler back to their hotel. And it was three in the morning walking through downtown, uh, what was it, Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And beautiful all town. three of them were wasted. All three of them were absolutely wasted. And Sasuke kept his mask on the entire walk through downtown oh, at three in the morning. Oh, Bravo. That's amazing. So just wanted to throw that in there. Just a little anecdote. I hope you guys get to meet Nick sometime. But yeah. uh, got some good stories there. I'll actually send you a couple of pictures from it where he's wrapping it. Really, really good shit from what I could see. That's awesome. I was very jealous I couldn't. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I mean, this card, like it was a two-night affair. Had some awesome shit in it. I need to watch this. I, I believe the first wrestling stuff is on the old High Spots Wrestling Network. Uh, so I might have to follow it up there. But we got a, on the night one, we got Colt Cabana and Kikotaro resuming that, that amazing uh, series of, of comedy matches. Uh, we had, what else here? Shane Strickland against Sasuke. I need to see that. I need that in my life. Uh, LAX against the Rascals. Dang. Uh, and then on night two, that's where we get into the David Arquette-ness. 
uh, we get uh, David Arquette against Colt Cabana. I saw some little excerpts of this match. I saw a sweet Rana. Everything looked great. Uh, so great. sounds like it was an excellent affair. And I, uh, yeah, I, I look forward to, to watching this. And I, I'm glad we got our, our little anecdote uh, from, uh, from you there, John. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard it's a really, really good time, man. I actually wanted to go, but by the point that Nick said he was going, because he got a comp ticket, apparently, that asshole. Uh, <laughs> night one was sold out. They had just announced night two, and, and I knew what I was trying to do in January, which we'll talk about on the show, and yes. you know, just couldn't swing it. Of course. Also, I, Darby Allen and Sasuke. Uh, Holy shit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Dang. How's the well, drive? Of, uh, how's the drive from Denver to Minneapolis? Uh, I don't know. I don't think anybody drives from Denver to Minneapolis. Oh. in my Australian That's brain, insane. it's like you're both two icy places in the north midwest of America. So it's just like a hop, skip, and a jump from one to the other. No, I imagine. I imagine it's a good couple days worth of safe driving. Fuck. Damn. Yeah. Well, to, well, to Denver, continue. Nowhere. I mean, we like Salt Lake City is the closest city, and it's six hours away. Damn. All right. Geography with uh, dumb men. I was about to dumb say, men watch this shit. Grown men watch this shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. I wanted to continue the David Arquette watch as well. Um, if you maybe saw one David Arquette's Instagram recently, you might have recognized a face in. His pictures. Oh yeah, it was me. Ooh, me, Jeremy Tate. Say what? Oh, oh, David Arquette Instagrammed a photo of me, uh, yours truly, with two of my favorite professional wrestlers. Uh, this photo was taken after one Defy Wrestling second anniversary show up here in Seattle, Washington. Uh, we had a little bit surprise appearance of straight from Rancho Cucamonga, California. The Young Bucks made a surprise mm-hmm. appearance up at Seattle at the Fire Dude. It was insane. They... I, I even got a low-key uh, messenger call that morning yeah. uh, of the I show. Was, I went to do Ring Crew, and everyone on Ring Crew was talking about how Matt and Nick both wanted tweeted out a picture of Starbucks, and another one tweeted out a picture or a GIF from Sleepless in Seattle. So I was like, oh, I think they're teasing Ooh. us, that so they're going to show up. And then later in the day... He, one Matt Jackson, uh, sent out a picture of some Disney cartoon where it says, you will not defy me, which pretty much, I actually, I don't normally get giddy, but, and I've seen these guys wrestle a bunch of times, but it's like. And they never made it up there before, right? Like since they've blown up, they've never been in the Pacific Northwest. So yeah, dude, I was so fucking excited. I sent Nick and Matt a message and I'm like. Hey guys, if you're showing up here, the pop's gonna get huge, and I gotta get a picture. Uh, neither of them responded, but they did look at the message, so it kind of got a clue that maybe they were gonna be here. Ooh. And it came at the end of uh, they had a locals match, uh, like featuring about ten guys who are, uh, you know, either from Canada or from the local area immediate, uh, like in Seattle proper or up in Everett. A uh, bunch of guys in the match together. In at the end. Uh, when the victor was being congratulated or celebrated by Joey Ryan, the host, they started beating his ass, and then the Young Bucks music came on. The fucking as soon as Superkick Party hit, the fucking 
place blew up. Like mm. it was one of the hugest pops I've ever heard. I know it's a small building, so it sounds even better, but dude, incredible. That kind of spontaneity is like so cool. And um, I mean, we had the the same thing a uh, couple. Was it the night prior for the bar wrestling? They made mm-hmm. their appearance, and uh, if this is just a continued thing as they uh, lead into the the build up of our, um that uh, uh Vegas AEW show double, double or nothing, or nothing. Uh, I yeah. think that'd be fantastic. Just who knows what indie show the Bucks are going to randomly turn up to next? You know, a- is AEW going to be a thing? Uh, could they could they be on a next show for freelance wrestling? I mean, who knows what? Who knows they're going to be? It's gonna. It's, it's Who cool. knows? Who knows? Um, yeah. yeah, man. So and the, the line so cool. was insane. We had uh, we had a line in our intermission, a line after the show. Everyone trying to get pictures of the motherfuckers. I'm like, dude, thank you guys for coming to our city. And honestly, I I think the young bucks and a lot of those guys at PWG being such big stars and making independent wrestling so strong had a lot to do with why Defy was able to fucking sink its teeth into the market so easily and so mm-hmm. i i they're they have something to do with the success of all independent wrestling so i i congratulate yeah. them to, for all their career and thank them for coming to see us nice i really hope that as uh, aew continues on and we put you know get future shows i, I feel like a pacific northwest region uh show would do very well as you guys like, I mean, you got Defy and obviously three, two, one battle. But in terms of like a just a big time star-studded uh, event like that, I think people would come out in droves for it. Yeah, I think it's in the cards because they do have uh, a select number of venues actually friended by AEW, and one of them being Key Arena, which the WWE runs when they're up here. So uh, it'd be pretty fitting, I think. Nice. Nice. And um, I saw Strickland was on that, that card, right? Is, is this probably one of the, the last appearances that you guys may get of the uh, former ace of Defy Wrestling? Or do you think he's yeah, going to be back uh, for a little while? I think he'll still probably do a couple more shows because he, he has the next show in Portland. Um, he actually is working for one of the other local companies up here without a cause, the one I'm working with yeah. uh, oh, coming wow. next month. Yeah, which is really interesting. But yeah, I, I he, this match or this show, he was in a big six man with against SCU and three of the big stars of our company, uh, Strickland, of course, after mentioned, and then uh, Randy Myers and Josh Schaff. These guys are like the big guys in our organization, and I knew the show was going to be big when they had all those motherfuckers in one match. Mm. I did not know it was going to be Young Bucks surprise big. Dang. I mean, while we're on the topic of Shane Strickland, I think it was talked about uh, and a little bit recently. Everyone's kind of expecting him to go up north to that New York territory. Uh, but, I mean, with all these things that are happening of late, could you see us getting a bit of a swerve? See what I did there, everyone, from Shane Strickland. Uh, and uh, oh, going yeah, to All Elite. I mean, could that be a thing? Um, Honestly? I, I I don't think that's going to be the case. Him and Carlina, who's a friend of mine as well, both are living down in in Florida. Uh, I think they like it down there. Uh, and man, everyone, every Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard oh, Shane's going to WWE. I mean, yeah. that's what my saying. And honestly, yeah. I think 
the WWE hasn't had a big, uh, a really, you know, huge black superstar. I think Shane Strickland could be the what WWE's about, like, you know. You say Bobby Lashley didn't work Lee? out. They just got no? Keith Lee. Yeah, but I don't think Keith Lee's going to be. I, I think Shane Strickland's that crossover superstar that could like go to uh, all the TV shows. He could be I any think super Keith young. Would kill it on that. Like Keith has a, such a nice, welcoming demeanor that he would like if he's on Conan O'Brien. Like that'd just be magic. Uh I can't argue that. He's a delightful gentleman. Fair, but mm. I just think Shane. I think yes, Shane's going to be. He's. He's lights out. The guy is fucking amazing. I think we all agree that he's he's fantastic. I, I guess my only concern, I'm a little bit worried with all of the, the I guess, talent corralling that they're doing over there that, um, you know, a lot of talented guys aren't necessarily going to be able to, to fully show how great they are when it's, it's so crowded. Um, I mean, a, kind of a guy like Donovan Dijak, or, or even like a Keith Lee, uh, you know, a million more examples. It's like I'm, I'm just concerned that a dude that's as great as Shane Strickland isn't going to be able to be put in the top mix that he deserves to be there. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're wrong. Well, All if right. he's not, he'll make more. <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> that seems to be the trend. Yeah. There. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but it is always good to have different viewpoints. Sorry, John? I said he's got a long career ahead of him. I think he'll yes. be all right. If he does oh, he's if he's young. not happy with his booking, I mean he's not like it's not like he's Roderick Strong. Like he's got so many years left. He's so young. You know what I mean? Like he can he can leave and still have a good ten years doing whatever he wants to do. What was that little jab at Roderick Strong there? Yeah, oh, what's oh, going oh. on there? Gosh, <laughs> old man boots. Roddy Strong. No, but you know what I mean? I mean, like some of these guys are, are joining the crew a little bit late, and they have plenty of good years if they get utilized right. But Rock if they're not getting utilized the right, they might not want to just go somewhere else for you know a year or two, right? And sure. Shane Strickland, I think, has a a very long career. He's very young, oh, he's very charismatic. He's definitely very athletic. He's only going to get better, and he's he hadn't even he, he either he's beginning to enter his primary and hit it yet so yeah fair all accurate definitely well wherever he ends up it'll be interesting to uh to keep track and we definitely will be so we'll be keeping our eyes peeled on that one uh there are a lot Love of a lot of um sort of free agents in the market at the moment in probably the most lucrative time uh that we've had in in wrestling for like an actual wrestlers uh, uh, having the 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 you know best side of negotiations, uh, it's probably you know been the the best time for for workers since WCW went down, um, and uh, we're hearing some crazy good uh, deals and big time money that guys are getting by signing with All Elite. Um, ROH is putting out some big time offers. I think in the past people often said about ROH, oh yeah, they're, they're you know good solid product, but. Um, Sinclair isn't willing to, to put in the money required for them to really be a top-time player. Uh, but we've seen uh, ROH specifically actually beat out both All Elite and WWE for certain guys, uh, one of which uh, being John's good friend, Bandito. Uh, and, uh, you know, probably one of the, the best free agents going in, in wrestling. I mean, from what we've seen of him in PWG and elsewhere, dude is insanely talented. And again, like WWE is all about that Hispanic market. 
uh, or they tried to purport to be, I guess. Uh, but mm. uh, ROH got that one. They they offered uh, better money for the dates and a better overall deal than WWE and All Elite did. And they've they've got a couple of other guys as, as well that they've done the same for. So uh, both All Elite, uh, ROH, and WWE have each had wins in this uh, this new sort of um, free agent market, if you will. Uh, how do we how do we think this is going forward? I mean, do we have? I guess Trevor Lee was the most recent one. He's is going up north. Uh, I've heard a DJ Z is um, is a free agent at the moment. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. Uh, who else we got? Well, there was actually an uh, interesting group of people that showed up to the uh, performance center um, recently. Uh, a friend and former guest of the show, Jonah Rock, was a name mentioned on mm-hmm. that list. So they are taking a look into because honestly, he is a surefire guy for any company. Jonah's fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, there's some. That, he's a good guy. And then also, do you hear the rumor? I'm not sure if this is true, but I think Melter mentioned something about WWE offering. If you have a contract or an offer on paper from one of the other two companies, the WWE is going to try to double it or something like that. I have Which, heard from... Um, I have, guaranteed to be. Yeah, I've heard myself, but the deal is the you have to take it then and there on the spot. Can't go back and, uh, and uh, ask what the other... Guys are going to offer to counter that. If you want the WWE one, they're they're trying to capitalize, and you're being like, oh, "Yep, yeah, all right, done." Uh, so yeah. yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I hear the cons have a fair bit of money, so be interested to That's see true. how their counter offers look. If people do go back for counter offers, I've heard some very interesting things about three years structured deals with them. Um, and uh, some other incentives that they have going on that sound pretty tantalizing for workers out there to where I'd be like, you know, if you're on that that market and you hear the stories um, from WWE and you see all of the guys there, I could definitely see um, people going, you know, taking up uh, this this offer with uh, All Elite. It actually inspired some pretty amazing, well, one particularly amazing tweet by Dan Barry asking for any company to send an offer. So it doesn't even have to be legit, just so he can go to the WWE with it. <laughs> I saw. Um, so I just... <laughs> that's awesome. I love Dan Barry. I was going to say on the All Elite Twitter itself, um, they posted one recently where there's like. This guy, I can't remember his name. Let's say his name is Michael. And they're like, basically, here's Michael's offer. Don't be like Michael. And he basically, like, sent them a, a DM asking them uh, if they would uh, like his, his services as their GM. Uh, he has a flat rate fee of $200 per night. Uh, he, he just requires you know, accommodation to the shows. <laughs> there are a whole bunch of spelling errors in this message as well. Uh, I, I was quite tickled by this. <laughs> shoot your shot, dude. <laughs> Pretty sure I was just a fan as well, by the way. So great. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, actually, uh, did you see fucking uh, Nick Jackson's uh, Instagram? Somebody sent him a DM and asked him if Kenny was going to be at the Royal Rumble. And yeah. So yes. Nick, Nick yeah. said, uh, yeah, man, Kenny said to me, just in case he randomly asked me if this if he was going to be in the Rumble, then yeah, he is. He's breaking his contract to appear in the show. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just, the 
the best reaction. Imagine being that fan. That I would break the news that he would violate his contract and mm. show the company. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You know, if someone's going to make the effort to actually send a DM to ask, you know, who are they to not give them the juicy goss? <laughs> just, just imagine, like, if this guy, like, man, I'm gonna take this chance. I'm gonna get the news. <laughs> like Nick's, like, just don't, just kayfabe, bro, kayfabe. <laughs> so a message out there to all of our listeners if ever you were wondering about a certain wrestler's coming or going or juicy hot gossip details just send them a message you never know what you're going to get back just be honest <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, so now that uh, I love that uh, story of, of the Defy weekend and uh, what's going on with the Bucks and everything anything else to add to, to that Jeremy? Um, outside of that, pretty awesome, uh, match with Desmond Xavier, uh, with our champ Artie, Artie continuing to hold on to that belt. And then, uh, something interesting that kind of came out afterward or a little before was Defy is, uh, partnering with, uh, PCW Ultra and some other wrestling companies to put on what's being dubbed Wrestle Summit in LA mm. in March. And I'm interesting. sure, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more, but, the uh, previously mentioned Shane Strickland, um, Artemis Spencer, Randy Myers, all going to be on that show, along with Daga, Adam Brooks, and yeah, uh, I was, was like, going to say Mr. Mr. Brooksy. We've got a couple of people that are going to be representing uh, Melbourne City Wrestling uh, for that one. So I think, uh, yeah. as always, Brooksy is going to be killing it. But yeah, it'll be very interesting to see who else was announced for this super show. Yeah. Keeping our eye on that one. But yeah, that's pretty much it with Defy. Nice, nice. All right, well, let's move uh, slightly down the West Coast to the Los Angeles area where John was uh, this this past weekend. What's going on, John? What were you doing in Los Angeles? I was watching wrestling. I, I specifically... <laughs> <What>? uh <laughs> Really? Imagine that I... The show. Fucking hey, man! Glad we had you on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, it was really good timing. No, you guys know how fond I am of the LA to Tijuana circuit. Whenever there's a yeah, Friday and a Saturday, I'm a really big fan of of both of those promotions. And when they line up together, I'm fucking there, man. Like I, I, I will fly. I will. I I will pay the money. I will fly. And uh, I had a really really good time. You know, we I, I flew in Friday to los angeles went to pwg had a good time first time i ever went for front row um yeah i decided to go for front row because pcw ultra was running a show the same night and also bar wrestling had ran the wednesday a couple days before and with the larger venue i figured that was a good chance that if i couldn't get front row i could still get ga so went ahead scooped up a couple tickets to uh the front row there it did work out Props to my friend David, humble Prince of Reseda, for able to arrange me some some great seats for the evening. Uh, right off the middle, uh, with my back to the camera, right next to the aisle where they walked out, got some great shots. And, uh, of course, we all know PWG. I mean, it's, it was just a really good time. And the crash itself, I, uh, in my opinion, was even better. Yeah, shocking. I am, I am sh- well, I guess... From what I've heard, it's it's not all that shocking. But I mean, uh, why? What, what's going on there? I mean, this sounded like it was going to be an amazing PWG card, 
uh, when, I, when I first read it. You know, it looked like it had a lot of potential. And it almost looked like when I looked at that crash card, had some potential, but there was just some stuff to where I was like, this could be a really great match. And then it's got Hornswoggle in it. What the fuck's going on? Well, <laughs> yeah, the Hornswoggle crash, I have no fucking idea. Uh, first off, a meth guy, nice guy. Um, but, you know, I think there were a Dylan. couple factors. One flip was on, yes, Dylan. That's how he introduced himself. I was really, I was honored. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, I'm Swoggle. Yeah. <laughs> so, Flip Gordon was on both shows, and we know he got hurt, and he's going to be out for, he's, they said he'll be back by the Madison Square Garden. For MSG, which I'm very happy about. So, he, I mean, it was going to be Flip Gordon versus Bandito, which would have been awesome. Now, ACH filled in, oh, and we know yeah. PWG is no slouch, so that was good. Uh, but also with the crash, the crash is not really known to bring in another headliner on short notice. Yeah, They kind of, I mean, they're kind of a clusterfuck, and it's a beautiful clusterfuck, but, you know, they, they did not go in and, and, and fill that out. Uh, additionally, Flamita got pulled off both shows as well. Oh, so when you pull what off... What happened there? Gordon and- um, I don't know. They they normally PWG would say due to an injury, but they said he just had to reschedule. And I was curious, maybe just something happened, but uh, he also didn't make the crash show. So I actually don't have any information from my sources right now. Uh, I don't know at all. But uh, you know, hopefully the guy's doing all right, and you know he's plenty good wrestler. He was recently uh, but, announced for a show yeah. that I'm going to in Melbourne. Funnily enough. Yeah. Well, Let's let me he know if he's there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, PWG was good, man. Um, you know, and it, it, in all truth, I've that was what my eighth PWG show live, and everything that made it exceptional to me were uh, interpersonal experiences, sitting front row experiences, interactions, things like that. Uh, the matches were fine. I really want to give a shout out to Jungle Boy. He absolutely uh, crushed it. It was the opening match. I love and Jungle Boy. That might have been my favorite match outside of the main event. Uh, but one thing that I do want to bring up about it is during Trevor Lee's post match farewell speech, he uh, said that. Yeah, uh, this was you know, great. Yeah, he said, you know, while I did not ever win Bola or win the PWG championship, I am going to the WWE and it wouldn't be possible without the PWG fans. Plus, WWE is going to fire me in a year anyway, so I'll come back and win it then. <laughs> like, Nuts. you know, like it, it's so funny because on one end, fuck Trevor Lee. On the other end, we love Trevor Lee so much. Yeah. I heard it was a fun and, dynamic on the show because, yeah, you know, and, as we know, Trevor Lee is like the most hated man in PWG. However, you know, everyone's got a soft spot for him and they love him when it comes down to it. And it's like in his goodbye match, how are people going to boo that man? You know? So, what, I mean, yeah. what was the reception like? Were, were there sort of people, like, on a level booing him but not really meaning it? Or was it just, like, nonstop love uh, for the guy? Actually, it was kind of awesome. I was actually oh, at Trevor Lee's first match in PWG, and John's at his last. So we kind of bookend his career in PWG. Wow. Yeah. It, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, you, you know the dynamic. Like, we love Trevor Lee, but we're also going to flip him off and boo him as loud as we possibly can. And the boos had never been louder. Like, I mean, they were they were booing the absolute shit out of the guy. <laughs> and that's out of love. We love the guy. We love him. We wish him well. When he announced he was going to WWE in front of everybody, I mean, people gave him a standing ovation. People were hugging him. 
he was crying. Uh, you know, sorry, Trevor, to, to you know put that on blast, but he was. And uh, it, I mean, it was great, but but at the same point, it, it was it was that Trevor dynamic that only he can bring out, where you're gonna boo the absolute piss out of the guy, but you're so happy for him. Mm. I find it interesting that the the last match was the rematch of the the bowler match that we were all there for. Uh, that was like yeah, last, real real fast, right? Exactly. It was like thirty seconds or something. Yep, yeah. I think it was twenty six officially. So I hope they went a little bit longer on this show. Oh, it's great. You know, I was uh, I was calling some fantasy booking, and it did not quite happen. But my fantasy booking, which earned the support uh, from the guys at the bar next door while we were preparing, was that there would be a dusty finish. Trevor would win, get the pop, everybody would go nuts, and then fuck Justin the referee. Somebody else would run out restart the match and then, Rick and then Jeff Cobb has, go to, over. has to be Rick Knox that well, comes out and overrules Rick Justin. Was gone. Oh. Rick, Rick was out of town there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One one more blow to the PWG card. Which uh. wasn't bad, but you know the people that have... fucking super dragon. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it and it all man, there were just a lot of really, 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 really close falls. Like it wasn't there was a lot of uh, a lot of low blows, a lot of knocking the refs out, ref spots. Um, I I really thought that Trevor was gonna get it and then it get restarted, and it didn't quite happen. But dang, it got close, man! And everybody was going nuts. Like the main event, the main event was great because it was so emotional. Yeah, I feel like if if Trevor had have actually won the title, like everyone would have fucking lost their biscuits, and it would have been great. And even if he just leaves the title in the ring and that's his one song, I think that even would have been great. But you know, I'm not going to fault it. But hey, you know, even if even if Trevor never got it, it is true to form that uh, Trevor's not going to win the big match PWG. And you know, even if he like should have had that moment, somehow him not having that moment was uh, not. I don't want to say quite as satisfying. Obviously, we'd love to see it, but like it's just true to form, I guess. Poetic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Poetic. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a dark comedy. Nice, nice. I mean, I was so, also, there it, were a couple other matches on here that I was like, ooh, that's going to be good. Uh, DJ Z and Puma King. I feel like that would have been a really fun affair. Did you know, happen? in my opinion, yeah, I, loved, I have loved Puma King up to this point. He seemed, uh, he didn't seem like he was all in this time. Oh. Um, I was very impressed. Hey, yeah, high take, right? Dang. Um, no disrespect. Really enjoyed him, but also the crowd. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it was the crowd or the him, the chicken or the egg. But I I saw Puma King at Bolt, and it was electric. Mm-hmm. And something. I mean, all three of us were there at Bolo, right? Like, yeah. Something was just. He was a big hit of the weekend. Oh, oh yeah! Everybody loved him at Bolo. Something was just kind of missing, and, and a lot of my friends kind of agreed as well. Weird. Um. DJ C did great. Uh, real quick, uh, quick little take here. Uh, during Jungle Boy, his dad was actually up in the rafters waving a Jungle Boy T-shirt around. <laughs> Luke and, Perry, uh, woo! Uh, yeah, yeah, Luke Perry. So, I mean, and that was that was a very popular thing. People were looking up and like giving him the thumbs up whenever his son did something cool. And he got slaughtered by Brody King. I mean, it was a good match. Don't get me wrong. It was an incredible match. I mean, that's the perfect dynamic was... that I would expect out of that match. I feel like there's no one yeah, that's like a big, better vulnerable seller in wrestling than um, Jungle Boy. He's got like almost like a, 
like a, a Ricky and Robert type of a type of a, a thing there, like Rock and Roll Express. Just like I don't know, he's a pretty man. Built like a Von Eric. Helps. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's like lanky and like athletic, like a Von Eric. Mm. You know, See guys, it, the PWG was fine. Um, but oh, one more, you know, one more question fun. for a match that I was real excited about Gresham yeah. and Robbie Eagles. That sounds like it should have been a spectacular technical so affair. Was that Gresham's debut? Yeah, it was, it was Gresham's debut. I, I really was, ex- I was expecting a little bit more from Gresham and I was expecting a little bit less from Robbie, but the match was great and they gave them plenty of time. Um, I, I, I'm not as big of a Robbie Eagles guy. Sorry, Chris. Um, I, I just haven't seen matches or or whatever. Like, I mean, he's been fine. He's been great. But I think whenever I've seen him, if you don't like any American wrestlers, I take offense. uh, (laughs) Yeah, America. I'm very xenophobic, American guys. But uh, no, man, I uh, like. I think it's just because with Rob Eagles matches, he's always been on a card with such big names that I'm not saying it was like a piss break, but I, like, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know what to look for. Well, what about, was fine. He was very how impressed. about this one? Bowler Weekend that we were there for, night three of Bowler Weekend. I thought Robbie and Shingo was one of the best matches of Bowler, full stop. I loved that match. Were you not crazy impressed by that match? I was very impressed, but Chris, I'm, I'm not going to lie. You know both of those wrestlers a lot more than me, and okay. I was sitting there learning more about the guys versus – comparing it to what I, I knew about their 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 styles of match you know I was just kind of taking it in I, see. Uh, I thought it was a really good match but but you you've always been a big Shingo guy from your time with AJ and uh, AJPW and obviously being an Aussie you know Robbie Eagles you know a little bit more about him than me and really I've, I've just been kind of taking him in you know and, okay. and when you go to see a PWG match where you know 10 names on the card and there's a guy you don't know you definitely watch and, and you're impressed I was impressed um, but, uh, I was, I was, I mean, I guess what I'm saying, and this is no slight to Robbie, like I was expecting less from him during the match and I was very impressed with what he did. So he kind of won you a over a bit more, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he definitely went hard. Um, it was, it was a really, really good match. I, I definitely recommend watching it. Just, it wasn't what I was expecting. I was, I was expecting, uh, maybe to get a little bit more, a little bit more technical work from Jonathan Gresham, a little bit more flying work from Robbie Eagles. And instead, they had a very balanced match that was just different than I was expecting. And I was kind of just sitting there, just taking it in. It was very, very good. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm not slighting either one of these guys, but the the match I was expecting big things, and it was a great match. But it was different things than what I expect. Cool. This segment it will be called John Barry's Robbie Eagles and Jonathan <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Eagles well, was going to be lined up as a future I, interview guest. No more. No more. We've sullied yeah. his good name. <laughs> no no i mean that's the point is is he he did better than the standards i was holding him to sure, and sure. like i i uh i have not watched jonathan gresham i've heard a lot about him heard his technical acumen is insane yeah and i really felt like they played to each other's strengths as opposed to their own and oh, don't yourself, man. maybe i want to go back and watch more of each of their matches uh where they wrestle their own styles yeah, man. Like, CBK, both, both baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was um so happy that Gresham uh, was brought into that CCK mix when we lost uh, Travis Banks. Uh, I, I think mm-hmm. uh, Gresham brings a, a amazing uh, whole uh, dynamic to the, the Calamari Catch Kings. 
it's yes, sir. maybe my my favorite um what's the thing called where you have a letter that's a put stable? together like three letters oh, an anagram? Short... anagram there we go Woo! uh yeah so good um but yeah grosham is, is amazing that match that he had with uh zach saber jr at final battle was just like one of my so oh, i loved everything about that match um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for what he has going forward, and I, I hope we see more of him in PWG. That's very cool. Um, one, one I thought thing... Robbie was pretty awesome at Defy, by the way. Oh yeah, what, what did Robbie do in Defy? He wrestled uh, one of our local favorites, uh, Cody, classic Cody Chun. Uh, Cody actually, he's really, really good, but he kind of is like a little bit of a comedy gimmick, but he's really aloof and kind of almost clumsy, so it, it was an interesting dynamic, because Robbie is so technical and like uh, crisp, so it was like you know kind of interesting. But one thing actually, I, I forgot to mention this: he does a dro- Robbie does a drop kick to the knee, but he does it springboard, where he jumps springboard and then dro- like goes all the way down and knees <laughs> drop kicks the knee, which seems all like a lot momentum. of work to drop kick a knee. It's, it's yeah. all the momentum that you gather, my friend, from from the, the springboard, and you go all that way down, and, and oh, the, the it, momentum of it's that. Amazing. <laughs> it's it's the the simple things done with style is what really makes wrestlers unique. So, but yeah, I just love that bit. All right, it's so awesome. I, now I need to hear about fucking Mexico. Mexico. Well, I wanted to mention on the PWG show that I did have oh, a, oh. a little bit of a, an issue here that uh, we, we got this January show when originally there was some scuttlebutt about there being a December show. Cause a lot of the big name PWG guys that have just blown up over the last year were no longer available in January. So if there was going to be a swan song for them, it had to be December shit didn't work out. And now we, we miss out on the goodbye to uh, Jonah. I'm assuming to Walter, I'm assuming, potentially to Brooksy as well. Like, that, uh, that hurt me. You know, I was quite sad. That, yeah. is, is this, these goodbyes still maybe going to happen? Could we a bit, be a bit surprised? Walter I don't know. PWG. Sorry, John? Walter deserves a goodbye from PWG. Yes. And I don't think he's going to get it. Yeah, agreed. Walter's such a huge part a of the last of- 12 months of PWG. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Last 18 months, man. Yeah. I mean, oh, he did a lot of good work. He did a lot for the company. It did a lot for him, for he the was, U.S. exposure. He was amazing I mean, to like, me because he was so opposite of that, that flippy kind of style that a lot of people think PWG is. And and the best part about PWG to me is the, the whole, you know, amalgamation of different styles. And, and Walter provided something that was so different to anyone else in PWG uh, that I, I, I loved everything he did there. Uh, he was a definite highlight of, of Bowler. Um, and yeah, pretty much every PWG show that I've watched in the last year plus, the best part has been, been Walter. Uh, so I'm, I'm quite sad if, if this is it and we never get a, a proper goodbye. Thoughts, Jeremy? I honestly, when you see Walter, before you actually see him work, you're like, whoa, whoa this guy looks fairly bland and maybe even uninteresting and once you see the guy work you're like oh my god i was wrong this guy is one of the most brutal uh aggressive motherfuckers that you ever seen and you're right chris he's like such the opposite of everything that pwg stands for it it was a perfect um landscape to paint awesomeness with other 
like flippy guys or other big guys, like guys Jeff who could actually throw them around. It was a really unique dynamic. You could always get really interesting matchups with Walter Ooh. in the ring. And one of my favorite matches through. was uh, Walter and Matt Riddle. I love hmm. everything about the match. I think that was actually the the first one in the the Globe Theater. Uh, fuck, man, it's it, it sucks that he's gone. But do you guys have like any any favorite Walter PWG matches? If this is his swan song, can't hear you, buddy. Can't hear you, John. Speak up. Can you hear me? Yeah, no, we can. Sorry about that. Walter versus Zack Sabre Jr. at All-Star Weekend Night 2 was probably the oh. best true match I've ever seen live. I forgot and about it was that. in receiving. And I was in the second row on the on with my back to the camera when I was getting every all the action facing me. Like I whenever I want to show people wrestling that just don't get what I might watch, I show them a very flippy match and I show them that match. And it really I mean, that is the best, that's the best moment I have in wrestling, I think. And Walter's a big part of that. And Zach, my favorite, because I was wearing a Zach Sabre Jr. shirt. Like I was rooting for him and Zach was getting the shit beat out of him. And I, I mean, I, I felt emotion like, like when he lost and when he was getting the chops so loud that a girl screamed out loud and he was stomping him in the face. Like I was like, oh my God, Zach, like, dear, dear God, stop. Walter, mm-hmm. stop! Like, I, like, I, I don't, I don't always feel that way anymore, and that really brought it out of me. And it was also, as we know, a five star match. But at this point, best match I've ever seen live. Nice, yeah, I, uh, I think I was a little bit out to lunch with the uh, Matt Riddle match. I don't know if I just pulled that out of my butt or something, but I don't think that actually happened in PWG. I think that happened elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm smoking today. Jeez. Didn't want people, over here. Yeah, didn't want people to listen to this and be like, Chris is full of shit. You know, I'm, I'm issuing a redaction right there. Uh, but yeah, honestly, that, that match that John said was fucking incredible. I, um, it, it was just everything that, uh, that I, I want out of PWG. Um, so yeah, I think I'm, I'm updating my, <laughs> match to steal um you, you're updated from a match that exists from a match that did not exist yeah the match that i was sense. thinking about on that that globe <laughs> show was actually matt riddle and zach funnily enough uh neon knights yeah yeah neon knights also yep. an excellent match but did not involve walter <laughs> <laughs> well mine uh was a match that existed. i got to see a good I, yeah, I got to see a good handful of uh, Walter matches, and believe it or not, some of those were in person. Luckily enough, going to multi-night shows does afford you that opportunity. Mm, uh, my personal favorites would be from the most recent Bola. Uh, one match with him and stablemate Timothy Thatcher. Oh, ring comp. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. One of the most brutal, real fights it was like a fucking fight like there was nothing fancy it was just two guys beating the shit each other two close friends so they could take it there because they know each other's limits and like the thatcher the looks on his face when he's like firing up and like getting intense dude or i a few few rival timothy thatcher's facials but that match was so brutal dude it was so fucking good dude that match was amazing like, such just amazing, realistic grappling as well. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. And then, yeah, just the, the clubberin'. The clubberin'. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome stuff. All right. So if we're we're done with the PWG, we, we're heading south uh, to Tijuana. Oh, you boys like Mexico? That's what I was thinking about, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's go down Mexico way. How did, you, did you catch a train, John? Did you fly? How'd you get there? So I flew into LA. I went to the show at PWG. I stayed in that Airbnb, and the next day I rented a, a rental car and drove down to San Diego Airport. Dropped it off. Took an Uber to the border. That's a nice drive. Uh, I've done that myself from uh, LA to, yeah, to right San Diego. And mm-hmm. Hit a little bit of traffic. That was kind of pain in the ass. Probably slowed us down about forty-five minutes or so. But it was a really, really good time. I was terrified uh, yeah, on some the, of those the, highways uh, when you we had like a little rental car and like when you get kind of sandwiched between some of those fucking trucks. Oh, I don't think I've been more fearful for my life. It was scary. But alas. Yeah, no, it, it kind of rough. Um, but yeah, the bulk of my great information is going to come with this Mexico shit. All right. I had an awesome time at the crash. I mean, it, it was uh, it, it was awesome. I um so when I was in LA, I met up with a friend from Denver named named Sarah. Went to the PWG show with me, and then we traveled down to San Diego and did the Mexico thing. She's kind of just down for the ride, and she never watched any wrestling in her life. And uh, I I have seen better cards that the Crash put on. She had only seen one show by the time the Crash went on, which was PWG. And I think we both like enjoyed the Crash better. Uh, one of my friends from Mexico who did not make the show had heard, you know, rumor on the street was that the crash wasn't that good. There were some cancellations, things like that. Look, guys, I had an awesome time. And a lot of it was due to, like, some personal, uh, you know, anecdotal type stories. Um, you know, the first thing I want to mention is my seating. I had mentioned before on our podcast the the uh, what are now known as as the aunties of, of Tijuana. The, the old ladies, uh, I don't want to say old, the the older ladies, uh, you know, between the ages of, let's say, like, 40, I think there's a wide range of 45 to 75, I, I would guess, of these uh, people that have sat and watched shows for at least a decade at this auditorium. Everything from AAA to The Crash to, you know, these impact crossover shows, these local shows. You know, really, uh, any show that's going on, uh, they're down. And they're always there and they're always in the same seats. They don't even, they, they always have them reserved for them. And during my time at some of these shows, I've seen wrestlers come up to them and take pictures with them. I saw a guy from Rosarito bring these ladies a rose. They, they come up, they sign their stuff, uh, you know, just whatever. They are, they are true legends. And, I'm not sure uh, if I asked you I this last time, but I, do they in fact yeah. hit the heels with their umbrellas? <laughs> They do not hit the heels with their umbrellas. Damn it! But uh, there are some equally comparable stories. So whenever I get a chance, I I try to get tickets next to them, and we we recognize each other by this point. If I'm a, if I'm allowed to say so, and uh, so I get You're down not. there and I take. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, appreciate, I appreciate that. <laughs> They're going to be listening to us, by the way. So. Uh, oh no! Yeah, wow. we have yes. So. And so we've offended the old Mexican ladies. Damn it! Not old ladies, aunties, aunties. <laughs> <laughs> the aunties, the the tias, the tias, or leyendas, as I'm calling them, the legends. Uh, but so, 
so I get down there and, you know, we get, we get to our seats and, you know, we did the meet and greet thing before and, and, you know, nothing really out of the ordinary there. Uh, saw my buddy Bandito, got some hugs, of course. And, uh, you know, then we get to the show and we get to our seats and they immediately recognize me and I, and I, them, and, you know, we're talking, we're hanging out. We end up taking some pictures together, all, both of us on our phones. We're all taking pictures with each other. We also sat uh, in between us was a, a nice guy named Jose and his son, who I didn't catch his name, but he had a Pentagon mask. That I'll, I'll bring that up later. But uh, a couple quick anecdotes. L-E-O de Jose. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I called him. I called him <laughs> E-O de Jose. So first off, uh, you know, in one of the prior experiences, I had rooted for the American Indie Stars, which were against La Rebellion. And they, they, these ladies were like, you shut up, you sit down. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I went to sit down and they're like, no, I'm just kidding. Like, get up. Like, you know, <laughs> you have the right through. So I was like, okay, okay. It's so meant to cool. be a back and forth. It's not a back and forth if you just get offended yeah. and sit down. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, I, mean, I was terrified because they were, they were very clearly and uh, so d- during the match, uh, a couple, a few things happened. One, uh, Ray Horace got thrown into our corner. So we're sitting on the corner and around the other side of the corner are these ladies. And Ray Horace gets thrown into the corner and I say something to him like, Ray, get up, you know. And I, so I guess because I'm speaking in English, he turns around and like looks at me and he goes, oh, it's you. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. He's like, what's up? And he's trying to act hurt, but he's like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and uh, I'm like, man, get up there and kick his ass. So he goes, John, get out of the way. I need I need your seat. So I scoot over a, a seat away from Sarah, create, create a, a seat between me and her. And uh, Sarita, as the aunties are calling her. And... Uh, and so Ray goes to the other end of, of the aisle and like, you know, does the whole running and throw the guy over the rail. And then he power bombed and threw my chair. Well, during this time, Sarah turned to Jose to our left and said, Hey, do I need to move? And he's like, no, you're fine. No problem. <laughs> so, you know, they throw through, through the, uh, through the chair. And, you know, of course, you know, the Mexican chant where they go, Oh, puto. And just <laughs> Classic. call yelling at them. a total bitch. Right. So, I get up and I move. Sarah stays put, and the aunties start heckling me. And they are are saying, <laughs> "Hey, the girl you with didn't get up. Why'd you move? You're a puto." And they start doing like little puto chants. <laughs> and uh, they're like, "They're like, Sarah, you're putito, but to us, you're puto." <laughs> and you know, having a good time, and I like got like slightly embarrassed because I've never been called a bitch by a seventy-five year old lady. <laughs> Um, you haven't, you haven't yeah. lived. <laughs> yeah, I have lived. And, but you know that. So that was a really good experience. And, and, and I mean, we were just having a great time. I mean, they 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 call me a bitch and then they high five me, right? And then uh, you know, different wrestlers interacting. Um, Phoenix almost got his mask ripped off. Jose went and bought the mask. I got a good picture of that mask where it's all ripped open. Bandito sold his mask to the guy to my right. And the guy to my right knew that I was clearly a Bandito Mark because he'd come over and, you know, high-five me and hug me and whatever. And I'd talk to him up and he let me put on his mask and uh, take a picture with him. So that was really cool as well. Um, and then different things happened. Uh, Phoenix. Oh, yeah. So uh, Jose's kid, Ijo de Jose, was wearing a, a Pentagon mask. 
And during the uh, after the Pentagon Phoenix match, Pentagon got up and brought a kid in the ring that was wearing a Pentagon mask. And this kid looks so sad, like the kid next to me. I'm not laughing because the kid was sad. Just like it's funny, like John and the kid was so sad. He was so envisioning this. Single tear is running down his cheek. (laughs) I I picked this kid. Yes, we had the Pentagon mask on, and uh, so I picked this kid up and just put him over the rail and just say, "Get in the ring." And he looks at me like, what? And I'm like, I don't care. Get in the ring. And so he runs in the ring. (laughs) And Pentagon embraces him, too. And he's like, yeah, here's another. And then all of a sudden, like 20 other kids of the Pentagon and Phoenix Mass just climb in the ring. And I'd like to think I started that. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. But I'd like to think I did. (laughs) Yeah, right? And so, like, 20 kids of Pentagon and Phoenix Mass get in the ring. And they're all doing their thing and taking pictures with all of them. And. And putting them all on their shoulders and all that shit. Pentagon broke all their arms. <laughs> Pentagon broke all their And, no, it was a really good time. Uh, there was also Sam Adonis, who I've never actually watched live. Sam Adonis came out Corey with... Gray's brother. He got in some really? trouble in, in the UK yeah. for saying not, uh, not very politically correct things. He got pretty much banned from the country. Politically correct. You're going to love this. He came out with full tights that had Donald Trump's face airbrushed on them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's his gimmick it. in Mexico, yeah. Okay, that, that's his gimmick in Mexico. I had never yeah. seen it. Yeah, he's done it and, in you know, he, Arena Mexico on CMLL yeah. for a bit. I had no idea. Well, he's coming up to the Americans looking for support. Like, oh, come on, he's your president. And all the Americans are like, <laughs> fuck you. And so, you know, for example, like I was like, fuck you, Sam. Fuck Donald Trump. And all the Mexicans around me are like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, and it, good it's thing you did cool. that way. You might have got stabbed. You went the other way. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah I, I fucking love the wall. Bring the wall. <laughs> and I'm not talking about yeah. Debbie, Debbie's the wall. I'm talking about that border wall. Keep those Mexicans <laughs> out. I'm John Trapp. <laughs> Viva Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Do not. But, but I mean, I mean, just experiences like that were like really, really, man, just a lot of fun. Like. Lots of it was clusterfuck, dude. It was it was fun as shit, dude. It was it was. I have seen way better cards on the crash where actually people showed up, like the time Alberto Del Rio showed up to his booking. Props, <laughs> so. shuck Rio. That's ironic. Yeah, on the first show I ever appeared on y'all show with, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I ever had more fun, and That's not only awesome. that, but in our previous podcast, I mentioned how I went to a soccer game. And bribed security to bring a tequila bottle in when I was already drunk. <laughs> and how the whole section started singing soccer songs, chanting my name. And then by the end of it, these guys who were a couple years younger than me were all like jumping around me a huddle style going, John, 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 John. And you're all just, sharing tequila and everything, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. That story. So at the end of the night, you know, we're like taking pictures with the aunties and like saying our goodbyes and different things like that. And these guys come over to me and they're like, John, do you remember me? And I was thinking in wrestling context, not soccer. And I was like, no, I, I mean, like, I remember your face, but I, I can't place it. And they're like, maybe this will remind you. And they all start jumping around me going, John, 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 John. <laughs> soccer match. They're like, hey, it's John from Denver. <laughs> and, uh, 
John Denver. Uh, Chris, if you don't know, is an American musician who's now dead. I, I have yeah, heard I never, of I never, Mr. John holy Denver. Holy shit, I never even thought about that. That is your fucking nickname now. <laughs> yep, and I'm updating it in my phone right now. <laughs> and and, and it's, it makes me laugh, even though they have no idea what they're saying. Uh, but it really makes me laugh. So I was John Denver, and everybody circled me and yelled John and chanted and chewed. And, Man, I mean, nope. if that doesn't make you feel great, I don't know what it does. It right? like, that... fucking great if the other group started doing their bitch chant and they did dueling bitch John chants. <laughs> John, yeah. bitch, John, John, puta, bitch. John, puta. <laughs> John, puta. John, puta. It was awesome. It that was, was great. It was awesome. So much That's fun. Killer. Oh, man. Those, those, like, those little like crowd stories like they're the things you remember like more so than like awesome matches it's like they're the things that that emotionally uh connect us to, to the real fun that we have at these shows i think that's so cool to hear and you know i always try to put over tijuana i i i, I was telling my friend that it's it's really interesting you know, i've been down there for a few shows by this point and i've stayed at you know some of the same hotels and gone to some of the same bars and restaurants and it's it's and gone to the same wrestling shows right and it's actually really um, a good feeling, not not like a like a pompous feeling, like a like a community feeling that I've I've put in the work, I've, I've gotten to know some of these people, and I go back down there, and it's been six months, and I don't have any of these people's phone numbers, and like I feel like I have friends, you know, people that yeah. that you know, remember, and people to go out with, and people to talk to. Even this guy, George, in line for the meet and greet, like we were starting to talk and he was like, yeah, we've talked before, man. Like, do you remember meeting my son? And, you know, just like just experiences like that. Like, it's a great place to watch wrestling. It's, you know, for example, uh, Sarah, who, who's fully available to give her opinion, she she liked the crash way more than PWG because. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, you just get drunk and have a great time. And you chant bitch at people. And <laughs> it was a really, really good time. Like I it was the I best time. Yeah. <laughs> just have a good time and chant bitch at people. So good. Fucking <laughs> oh man. I um in terms of Obviously, the the crowd and that crowd participation and the aunties and everything was like a very cool part of it. Um, the the actual in in ring show side of it, like there were some matches on this card that were was like, whoa, that would be a fucking rad match. I'd really want to see that. Uh, my yes. assumption for my personal match of the show, if I was, <laughs> oh man, I just did Urban Dictionary for Puto. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit worse than bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Somewhere between bitch and whore. Uh and like like kinda a bit uh gay slur type of thing too. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, oh man. We've we've said puto so many times in this podcast. Shit, we're in trouble. <laughs> oh you just said shit. Hold this out. <laughs> hey, if it's if it's cool for the aunties, it's it's okay by us, I guess. <laughs> Amazing. This was the last ever episode of Grown Men Watch This Shit. <laughs> Taken down by a um 
Anyway, <laughs> hope that yeah, actually doesn't happen. Worse. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Um, hey. yeah, getting back to the card. Oh, fuck. Speaking of slurs, you guys had an opener involving a wrestler named Taliban. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to let Sarah shed some light on that, but if you want to talk about Taliban, we can <laughs> no, talk about let's it. let's save it. Let's yeah. save it. Um, uh, my match of the show was I would have called Lucha Brothers against Los Traumas because uh, Negra Navarra's kids, Trauma 1 and Trauma 2, are two really fucking talented dudes, two guys that are like rad uh, technical kind of guys, but also like real just sweet, rough, rudo kind of guys too. How was that match? It was awesome, man. They, they were all over the arena. They went up the stairs. The aunties were massive trauma fans. They had their masks, which are not glamorous masks. And this scary like looking masks. Yeah, it was a 75-year-old lady with like some like hybrid alien pig mask on, you know. <laughs> and I'm rooting for Pentagon of Phoenix. Which, by the way, props to Phoenix. Like, uh, he came over and signed uh, Eho's poster, and saw I had a Phoenix shirt on. He was like, "Hey, I'm gonna sign your shirt too." And I said, "You know, hell yeah." Uh, but yeah, these these ladies loved trauma, and I had never actually watched them. But the match was awesome, and it was brutal. Yeah. Unprotected hair shot, uh, headshots with chairs, like multiple beers being taken out of the crowd. Being thrown at these guys, getting all over the crowd. I mean, it was it was a vicious match. Nice. I hope this gets um is one of those crash ones that gets posted to the YouTube. I really want to check this out. Yeah, yeah I think it will be. Awesome. All right, sweet. Uh, well, we will uh, keep this moving on, and we'll quickly get on. Uh, did you say Sarah is is available to to join us uh, for uh, her her collective thoughts? Yeah, so so Sarah has done a number of live events in her life, and has never watched any wrestling or watched her first and second shows ever. And she had some really fresh takes on it, maybe some hot takes on PWG, and, uh, and she was uh, open to share them. Awesome. I look forward to it. Well, I'll um, add her into the call here, and uh, we'll, we'll get that going. Just a sec. Did you uh, message me her Skype thing, or? Yeah, I did on on Facebook. On the group one? Yep, got it here. All right. Let's see if she is okay to be added into this call or whether I need to call her separately. Hello. Hello. Is that Sarah? It is. This is Sarah Schaefer. How are you doing? I'm good. Welcome to the Grown Men Wash This Shit. I am Chris. Uh, we also have uh, Jeremy, my co-host. That is I. And oh, uh, John, who I, I believe you may know as well. Yeah, he uh, he dragged me to this stuff. 
Um, not really. Uh, I'm more than, I was more than happy to go and uh, figure out what this is all about. Awesome. Well, we we always uh, welcome uh, different perspectives of of these shows. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I can't wait to to hear what what you thought of this crazy introduction to the the world of indie and Mexican wrestling. Uh, well, yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, when I John told me he liked wrestling, I pretty much thought to myself, uh, "Grown men." actually watch this shit. Hey! Um, I, <laughs> I didn't really know this was a thing. That's um, the name of the show. That's yeah. Name. <laughs> yeah. Everyone exactly. do a shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I enjoyed it. Um, PWG was very different from the crash, as John was saying. Um, I like them both for different reasons. Um, PWG is definitely a more, more of an adult event. <laughs> a little bit more punk rock, uh, and uh, the crash is just a lot of fun. There's a lot of kids. You got Unicorno and I don't know Taliban and all sorts of crazy <laughs> things. I don't even know what's happening for the most part, <laughs> but it was a great time. It's um, awesome. Yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, so cool. Um, John told us specifically uh, a Taliban was was maybe a, a bit of a. <laughs> Surprise? I don't know. <laughs> what were your thoughts on Taliban? It, it made me laugh. You know, you're in Mexico and you've got, uh, I don't remember the guy's name. He's got the uh, Donald Trump flag, the American yep. with Sam Adonis, yeah, yeah. Yes. And then we've got the Taliban and it's just, it's a little outrageous, but that's why it's great. You know, these these are just great characters. I remember I looked up and I was, looked at John and I said, really? The Taliban? Like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty Mexican wrestling. Like, there's a lot of stuff uh, that you'll find on these shows where it's like, wow, that would not fly <laughs> anywhere else, but it's totally cool in uh, Mexico. I remember at one point there exactly. may have been a, a team called Los Nazis, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's totally okay. It's, yeah. It's family friendly, apparently. So, um, I support that. I thought, I thought it was great. Yeah. And you, you made uh, friends with the, the aunties by the sounds of things. Oh, I, you know, they thought I was pretty badass. They made me feel pretty badass, you know. Hey, so you I, didn't run God. away like someone I else did. I didn't. I, uh, hey. I'm sitting there, I had my beer. And uh, yeah, I looked at the guy next to me. I was like, "Do I actually have to move?" And he's like, "Nope, just stay here." He was very, uh, very serious about that. So I stayed <laughs> there. I was like, "Okay, I trust you." And uh, that gave me some street cred, I think. Nice. <laughs> the uh, front row crew we had there. That's awesome. So I really, it was, it was good. It made me feel good about myself. So good. <laughs> now, had you been to um, Mexico or Tijuana uh, much before? No, that was uh, that was my first time in Tijuana. Wow! And it wasn't nearly as uh, as terrifying and dangerous as uh, people like to put out there. Now, obviously, we're not we're not uh, looking for trouble, so that helped. But um, no, it was a great time. I, I really I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's everything I hear. Everyone that goes there is like, it's an awesome place. Gets such a bad rapper, very un- unfairly so. If you're not looking to to get any into any troublesome activities, so that was cool. Uh, what uh, else, like other than kind of the wrestling 
uh, stood out to you that was like kind of different or just a memorable type of thing? Um, let's see, in terms of uh, the Mexico or the yeah, um, yeah, being your first see, time there, you know. Um, yeah, there's just it's not America, that's for sure. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot to do. There's a lot, the food, the culture, uh, the clubs, really, really fun. Um, I, I don't, I don't really know where to go from there. A lot of, a lot of tacos. <laughs> awesome. Made sure to eat a lot of street tacos, that's for sure. That's great. Were they as good as you were, you were thinking? Yes. I think that's good yes, advice wherever you go. Just get lots of street tacos. <laughs> street tacos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. I don't think I've ever had a bad experience eating a street taco. I'm sure other people maybe could say different. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, And uh, what did you think of this this wild match that John was telling us about with uh, Los Traumas and uh, the the Lucha Brothers? Apparently a bit of brawling and craziness. Um, Yeah, it was, um, to be honest, I don't remember. I do remember it, but I can't tell you exactly who is who um that's fair first show experience (laughs) it was actually john helped me with this who was the guy um what match was it there is the referee just randomly started getting involved and i had no idea why oh god well i think that was i don't remember because the main roster had like a a a mix-up with the matches it was uh it wasn't the six-man tag yeah, the referee kept interfering. He was friends with some of the guys or something. He kept interfering. A Rudo referee or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I have seen I, I both. Completely... You know, you get the the bad guy referee interfering spots, but then you also get uh, like on some of the uh, other shows, like the babyface referee, where he'll get involved and just decide to dive off the top when everyone's doing dives and that kind of stuff. No, the referee was throwing chairs. Ah. Yeah, wow. I had no idea what's going on. <laughs> but that's, that's kind of the, that was kind of the beauty of it. I had no that's what clue. started the puto. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. <laughs> we know that's a bad word now. <laughs> um. Uh, yes. Yeah, so a favorite match of the show. Any? Uh, what, what was or kind the of the most? Shows? Yeah. I mean, favorite uh, match of the whole weekend. I guess. What do you think? I think more of the whole weekend. Um. PWG is more uh, memorable for me in terms of just uh, just the show, the matches, and the wrestlers. Uh, just because we were able to actually have the time to meet uh, the wrestlers and and I, John, the way he talks about them, I I really thought they were all you guys were all best friends. I didn't know <laughs> that they were more of acquaintances. So the way I related to them was like, hey, oh my gosh, John's best friend, John's best friend, Bandito. Oh, Bandito uh, is definitely John's best friend. Let's not spoil that. Well, first of all, friend Bandito. Yeah. But, but speaking of best friends, I have to say my that one of my favorite parts was the best friends. Um, I absolutely love them. I oh, love Chucky e. T and Trent. Oh, awesome. Them. I just thought that was just it was. Uh, I don't know if heartwarming is really the word you use for wrestling, but it I'd really was. So. It was nice. It was refreshing. They are wholesome as hell. Yeah, they were wonderful. Just wholesome yeah. male bonding. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Dude, Chuck Taylor is a special, special experience. He's a great. He's awesome. He's a I Kentucky gentleman. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. The Kentucky Gentleman. That's right. I ended up getting a shirt from them. Oh, sweet. Shirt. Mm-hmm. Two shirts. And I got that. I got two shirts. Um, the other shirt was for my best friend who was watching my dog while we were on this trip. So oh, I was sweet. able to get that. Mm-hmm. Oh, what did and what I did the best friend I... get as their shirt? Was it the best friend's best friend. shirt? Um, the best friend shirt. Ah, yeah. oh, look it's at the that. Most appropriate thing. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Matching and best friend. Matching best friend shirt. <laughs> and I, I the biggest takeaway for me um, that really kind of put things in perspective was I was talking to the best friends. I was talking to Trent. And as a, I probably doesn't even remember this, but as an aside, you know, oh, it's your first wrestling show. Everyone was so nice. And he, he said to me, wrestling is weird. And I just, that really, really helped me out. And I just loved it because it was like, wow, these grown-ups, these grown men watching this crazy wrestling match. Like, oh, you don't, like, wrestling is weird. Like, we know. Oh, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird. And that's, that's really what made me enjoy it because like, yeah. to be able to admit like yeah this is this is really weird and really fun. I think that really says yeah, it all yeah. about our, our fascination um, with it like why we talk about this it's it's just weird it's literally the most insane thing you could do it's a bunch of men <laughs> watching other men fake fight in their underpants like and they're all like <laughs> incredibly insane characters like everyone's something really weird people have like jobs like i'm a repo man i wrestle like the most insane hillbilly kabuki theater and it's fucking fantastic and everyone's so fucking zazzed about it and everyone's so nice i just pwg was everybody uh made sure to remind me it was the best you know creme of creme de la creme of wrestling and to very to appreciate it and i did um and so it's just, it, but it is weird, and I loved it. I love it for that. <laughs> That's great. Awesome. Um, I love it. Yeah. That's so good. Um, well, uh, finishing up, do you have any, any recommendations from, from your trip to L.A., from your, your trip to Mexico? Any, any, uh, any recommendations for our, our listeners, the brief restaurants, bars, or just the wrestling? I don't know. What do you got for us? Who's your oh, favorite man. wrestler now? Plugs. Plug something. Uh, <laughs> Who's my favorite wrestler? Ooh. Huh? Oh, God, I don't know. Well, Puma Creek, I have to say, Puma Creek King was a very, everyone, and that was the one I thought I, that was going to be my favorite. And I have to say, it was not my favorite. <gasps> uh, I was expecting him to be more Puma like. I was seeing more, uh, I don't want to, uh, Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's always like that. Uh, he was very hyped up. I was not expecting that. Um, Jungle Boy was just fantastic, especially because it was one of his, I think this was like one of his breakout show. Um, and then, of course, the best friends. Jeff Cobb was awesome. Loved mm-hmm. him. Uh, talked to him about uh, your T-shirt. Um, I was wearing, yeah, I was wearing uh, your, what is it? Um Young, Young Bucks, Bucks shirt to the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet, sweet. Yeah. So there's a plug. Um, <laughs> and yeah, best. Friend. I I just love the best friends. I really did. That that's probably the highlight. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. yeah Talked to Jeff Cobb both nights, and we got plenty of FaceTime with him. And and he, you know, one he and I had an interaction at Bola, and we, you know, really had a great time talking at the PWG show. But then at uh, the crash, I. Made all of the shirts, 
And so we talked for another 10 minutes. He said, man, that's, that's a really nice guy. Yeah. Who, me? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. James no, Vanderbeek, no. designer of the stars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> no, Jeff Cobb's a fantastic guy, and you've made some awesome shirts for him. I'm sure everybody can go to Yeah, a new something. one just dropped. Uh, looks like the Everlasting Gobstoppers from Willy Wonka. Check it out. I saw that. Looks good. Congratulations. <laughs> Love me some Gobstoppers. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, before we close, you guys have the opportunity. If you have a Twitter account you want to plug, or uh, you have the opportunity to just plug cool things in general, we cool like to shit. do that now. <laughs> well, you all know where to find me at Jeff. What? There's a lot of echo there. Totally. You know, all of like you get you. One more time, John. Yeah, that's it. No, I'm just plugging myself. No, but you're, you, we to, you totally got garbled. Give that plug uh, one more yeah. time. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at jcraft with a C901, jcraft901. Find Clear. me tags on the podcast. I'm on. Boom. Boom. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I uh, would would like to uh, give the the shout outs to my Instagram, being at Chris Things, uh, also the Twitter of Chris Things, and everyone give lots of love to the Twitter of the show at Grown Grown Men Pod. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's I it. I believe that is. <laughs> Forget our own <laughs> thing. And uh, I, what do you got am for us? At James Vanderbeek, J A I M S Vanderbeek on both. Twitter and Instagram. Um, I don't have Snapchat or nothing. That's for the kids. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone again for, for joining us. Uh, thanks, John. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks to all of our beautiful thanks, listeners at home. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Come on, guys. Full feature. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Gracias. Thank you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I right, guess we everybody. See ya! Quit talking, you're wrecking all over the place. Yeah, this is our outro. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Get swifty, bitches.